welcome. I, I just don't even know where to start. I'm so excited. So <laughs> welcome, Pamela. Well, thank you. That's got to be the most enthusiastic welcome I've ever had. <laughs> and I appreciate it at the end of a long day. <laughs> That's great. We're so excited to have you join us, Pamela. And um, so I think we can just delve in. Uh, I understand that you you have been a Reiki practitioner for many years. So maybe that would be a great place to start. If you want to tell us a little bit about your practice and your your personal uh, journey. Sure. And um, I'll try to give you the short version. because <laughs> You know, I've been practicing since 1986. And so there's quite quite a long story there. But um, not only have I been practicing Reiki since 1986, but what really made the difference was that before that, I had uh, almost 25 years experience with spiritual practices. I started studying meditation and yoga when I was a kid. And by the time I came upon Reiki practice, I was already a, a professional healer practicing what would probably now be called um, mind-body medicine, although back then it was just... <laughs> <laughs> not called anything nice <laughs> I can except imagine. by my clients you know? <laughs> sure. and sure. uh, and I was a meditation teacher and that really made all the difference because when I experienced Reiki practice I experienced it in a context that was quite unusual mm. for an American <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it was more like an Asian having this experience in the sense that, um, for example, a lot of the sensations that people experience during Reiki practice and assume that that's the Reiki energy. You know, I had had those sensations many, many times. I was used to them on a daily basis, you know, in my meditation practice and in Shavasana after yoga and, and um, etc. Lots, lots and lots of, of uh, experiences. So you had a base is what you're saying. You had a base and then Reiki was added to your added on. Um, so well, it was more that I had a context. Okay. You know, because mm -hmm. if I were not familiar, for example, with those sensations, mm. and I had a Reiki experience, I would probably have jumped to the conclusion of the Reiki energy going through and going where it's needed. Okay, thanks for that clarification. I, I, that, <laughs> that, that helped me paint a better picture with that. Yeah, it just, it, um, I didn't jump to the conclusions that most Americans did because I had other experience, you know, I had a different context mm -hmm. to make sense of it. And so that was part of it. And the other thing that made such a difference was that I already had a life of practice, of spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd been meditating for a very long time. And I understood that you learn a practice because you want to change your understanding, you know, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if we <laughs> want to change your understanding, it's not a been there, done that. It, it's not an instant experience. It's you learn a practice so that you can actually practice it. It's almost as if um, when you learn a practice, especially a practice that's empowered by initiation as Reiki practice is, that's planting a seed. But if you want mm-hmm. that seed to grow, you have to be a consistent gardener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. from the time I learned to practice self-Reiki and, and practice on other people, I started practicing on myself every day, sure. <laughs> you know, every single day, like every day, seven days a week, 365 year, uh, years. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. That's how it feels these days. Like, right. And that, and that spiritual practice is, that's your, your Reiki share. You, you don't have to have had a Reiki attunement to uh, participate. That's what I love about your Reiki share that you're presenting right now in this time. And it's twice a week, correct, Pamela? It's twice a week on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And I leave it open. I mean, uh, honestly, originally I had the Reiki community in mind, but what I found was that people were coming on who had no Reiki training. And as I found after I I published my book, Reiki, A Comprehensive Guide, um, people started practicing without the initiation. And, you know, Uh, like people would come to my class after I published the book and they would say, so I started practicing from your book and I would sit there and um, be thinking in my mind, you know, did you read the part where it says you can't practice Reiki from a book? (laughs) (laughs) But I never said anything because they were so enthusiastic and they always said they were feeling benefit. Finally, I realized, oh, great. Of course, you know, they've created a healing ritual for themselves. They're spending time with themselves. They're taking care of themselves. And laying on of hands healing is probably the second oldest profession known to humanity. Mm -hmm. I'm honored. And so, of course, they were getting benefit. And it wasn't placebo you know they were actually doing something and then Mm. what they found was when they received an initiation or or in my lineage we give four initiations for first degree practice that that expanded their experience Mm -hmm. but it expanded something you know benefits that they were already starting to feel so then I thought you know well of course I mean people people need support now they need self-care and they need community so I just wanted to open it up to everyone I and I'm very grateful yeah I think that's wonderful Pamela now I know um Shelly and I are familiar with with Reiki but there may be some of our listeners that um maybe aren't as familiar about it as a healing modality and they may not understand what, what is meant by the terms initiation. So could you maybe, um, a little, uh, 
kind of healing modality Reiki is and and what what we mean when we are talking about the initiations that might be helpful for some newcomers to the modality. Sure. And um, I the, the first point I want to make, if I might, is that there is enormous diversity in Reiki practice at this point. Mm-hmm. And so um, people, and there are no, no standards. Okay. You know, there's, there's not even a, a commonly agreed upon definition for what Reiki practice is. Mm. So um, I can only speak from my experience. Okay. And um, what my experience, what my perspective is, is that I learned to practice Reiki in 1986 and I learned the practice as it had been brought from Japan by Hawaii Takata and her Japanese Reiki master, Chujiro Hayashi. Okay. Before Americans got a hold of it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, gotcha. You might not be aware that Americans put the chakras in Reiki practice. <laughs> no, I was not aware. Yeah. Of that. Oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> So the practice itself was a whole lot simpler than what it has become um, to many and maybe most Reiki practitioners at this point. And, um, And this is not a right or wrong or anything like that, but just to give some context, because what I find is that, um, first of all, people aren't taught to practice on themselves more often than not. Oh, Really? Yeah. Oh, really? And secondly, oh, that was wow. Secondly, they're <laughs> often taught um, a practice, a protocol for practice that is really cumbersome. Like one one guy said to me, "I just don't have time to put my hands on these thirty different placements." <laughs> you know, and I was like, uh, "That's not surprising. I would never have time for that either." But the protocol is, I was taught it was eight placements, you know? And that's what I was taught myself too. So that's maybe why I resonate, Pamela, that it's, you kept it simple. My Reiki master made sure, you know, you can go forward until you took care of yourself. Yes. So I resonate. So I appreciate you reiterating that. So the, um, you refer to Reiki as a healing modality and, and for me, it's a spiritual practice. And we have evidence that that's what it was to Usui Sensei, to the, the founder of this lineage. Mm-hmm. And um, and as a, a spiritual practice is a much bigger category than mm-hmm. a, um, a healing modality. But the good news is that all spiritual practice, whether it's Reiki practice or meditation or, or Qigong or prayer or, or yoga, or I mean, the list is like forever, but all spiritual practice has healing as a byproduct. Because oh, thank, yeah, thank you for making that distinction. I didn't mean to interrupt. Please continue. Oh. Well, all spiritual practice has the goal of bringing us home to ourselves bringing Mm -hmm. us to our source, you know, the common source that we all have that's accessed through the the depths of our spiritual heart, 
the, mm -hmm. the experience of oneness, you know, that part of us that is inexhaustible, that's inviolable, that's timeless, that never runs out, you know. <laughs> the part of us that the part of us that is burned out and exhausted and and uh, busy 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 needs to check in with from time to time so as we check in with our wholeness and our wellness through our spiritual practice of course we feel restored on our limited human level does that make sense i'm Yes, to me. Yeah, that, <laughs> that actually makes perfect sense. And that's that's such a good um that's such a good description. And I and and you're right. I, I have noticed um as a body worker that that for me personally, um I was trained in massage therapy and became familiar with different ways of working on the body, but I found that as I worked I had a very hard time separating a physical um, treatment modality from the spiritual part of, of the experience. Does that make sense? Um, absolutely. I mean, especially if you're somebody who is sensitive and, mm -hmm. and you have, <laughs> you know, you have an engaged um, spiritual life. You're, you're engaged with your inner resources. Mm. So, yeah, mm. then the, you know, we tend to experience all of it at, at once. And if we have a disciplined spiritual practice, we're able to do that and stay grounded. Yes. You know, it's I'm when people don't have a daily practice that they open their sensitivity and they lose track of their bodies mm. Mm -hmm. okay yes so the idea is to be in all of ourselves at once not to split off you know like into satellites of ourselves <laughs> and I, I and I can tell that when I do not practice that's what happens Becky and I were talking about that recently I go yeah it, I'm not you're not as centered and grounded because you haven't did yourself work. Yeah, you haven't created the foundation. And, and so the main distinction perhaps between a spiritual practice and a healing modality is that with a spiritual practice, we're evoking our timelessness to express from within. Whereas mm. with a healing modality, we're intervening. Even if it's a soft intervention, like energy medicine, you know, which is a soft intervention compared to um, surgery would be the most intense intervention. Still, we are, um, we're crossing boundaries. The healing is <clears throat> being activated from outside. Yes. And so there are definitely times when that's a good idea and and yet there are times when people cannot receive that mm. because they're too highly sensitized and any kind of intervention feels like a violation mm. Mm. so for example with people who uh, have post-traumatic stress 
you know, and, and this is a situation in which conventional medicine is really limited in what it can offer. But I've seen people with a longstanding post-traumatic stress sleep the first night after their very first Reiki treatment. People who wow. hadn't slept in years. That's amazing. I remember a quote, I probably have this wrong from your book, is that uh, you're, I think it was towards the end is, is something like you, your friend said, you're not a, a, a great healer, but, but you follow directions or something right. like that. Is, is that it, how can you elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I, I hadn't thought of that in years. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. And, and she, oh, or I'm sorry, maybe I should. No, no, no. I you. love it. And, and, and she was a hoot too. So it's fun to think of her because we've lost touch, but um Yeah, the the idea, th this brings in the idea of discipline, you know, staying within the discipline. So you you learn the practice and then you practice the practice. And and that's what following directions is about. You know, we follow we follow the practice and with Reiki experiences, you know, we don't have control like like you were saying when you're working on the body. And as a massage mm -hmm. therapist, you are working on a body. But as a Reiki mm -hmm. practitioner, we're just placing our hands. And allowing the person well, to Well, we're placing our hands and then the, the person's body, whether it's our own body or someone else that we're practicing on, that system responds to whatever it is that we carry in our hands through the grace of the initiation to get back to what you had asked um, before, um, mm -hmm. you know, we just, when we place our hands, we're putting that information, which I think of as a kind of ET phone home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we're putting that where that person's system can respond. It, it's like a reminder of the inviolable wholeness and wellness that is always within us, but it's, it's like it's so far on the back burner that it's it's in our neighbor's kitchen, you know. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like your I like your analogies, like because I can resonate with <laughs> anything to make people laugh, right? <laughs> and and then, you know, our, oh, besides, well, it's just ahead. that we get so preoccupied because we all live hyper-stimulated lives. I mean, not, I live in New York City. I live in Manhattan, so that's a given. But I don't think there's too many places where we can escape the amount of stimulation that is in the environment now. And so, uh, you know, to be able to let go of that because it preoccupies our sensory perception, it preoccupies our minds, our nervous systems, our constantly upregulated to the point where they forget how to downregulate. And then there's this mm -hmm. piece of information that's carried in a Reiki practitioner's hands, you know, and the system, you, you can see it. I mean, you both have practiced, you, you see the person, the first thing they do is their breath changes. 
Yeah. It just opens. Yes. You can see there's greater ease. Sometimes they mm-hmm. sigh or they yawn, you know, and, and then you watch their system respond as it's reorganizing itself in the direction of greater balance. And as that wholeness and wellness is expressing with greater amplitude than the distractions. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's almost as if the Reiki practitioner is able to, through their hands and through that initiation, uh, bring, bring forth that internal awareness, that recognition inside the receiver of, of that, that morsel of knowledge. That's it's, it's like, it's like pressing, pressing an on switch or, you know, like, Oh, I remember that. Does it feel like that sometimes? Uh, You know, I agree with you, except I would state it much more passively because I don't flip a switch. I, I just bring a reminder within Mm -hmm. proximity so the system can respond according to its own wisdom because a person's body and and their you know their whole system knows knows most knows best about how to rebalance how to self-heal it just sometimes has forgotten because it's gotten so uh, overwhelmed, you know, with the, all the stimulation and it needs that reminder of, mm. of its own true North, so to speak. Mm. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So it, it's, it, I like it that it's a reminder. So it's not intrusive. Yeah. It, the, way, the, the way you're painting a picture with your words is it's not as intrusive. It's just allowing and and we're just offering. we're just holding the space. Kind of, Go ahead, like an offering almost. Yes. Oh, I love that word. It, that an yeah. offering. It it's like you know you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. <laughs> so here we're bringing the water to the horse, and then it's yes. off to the horse. Oh, I got chills. On yeah, that, one. that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. I like that feeling. I like the feeling of that, the way that was stated mm. for myself. And I, Becky knows me well enough. I struggle with words. And when they resonate, it, it, it's like, okay, yay. Yay. Yep. So, sorry, sorry, guys. I have to interject. Go on. <laughs> I struggle with words, too. I struggle with having too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with not having the right ones, and Becky fills in the holes. So there we go. <laughs> that, it's a community effort. That's how they- It's good we have each other here. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it seems like, I mean, since you've been practicing since 1986, what, gosh, I I mean, I just feel the gamut of she's been through the, the, what you've seen in that time and how it's becoming mainstream. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. Share your insights on just, on just the longevity of it. And, and if you've, you know, what you have noticed throughout your a career, if you will? Well, people often think that Reiki practice has become mainstream, and I don't think we're there yet. 
You know, I think okay. that more of the new age community or those of us who like this sort of thing <laughs> have um, <laughs> come to, as my hand yeah. goes up, <laughs> all of our hands, that uh, more of us have learned about it. Um, but the mainstream public still hasn't heard of it. You know, there was just a, an article published in The Atlantic um, which is the, the title I think is Reiki Can't Work, So Why Does It? It's a beautiful article um, written very sincerely and very intelligently. And it's the best mainstream media that we've seen on Reiki practice ever. Um, you know, and, and it's a major article, it's, it's long. So I'm hoping that that will help change. But other than the fact that Reiki practice has become much more known in medicine, you know, I think we've made more inroads in medicine than we have in the mainstream public. And, and yet it's still not yeah. uh, commonplace in hospitals by any means. Mm. But I know, like the unit, we're in Minnesota, and the University of Minnesota offers uh, Reiki uh, in at their facility after surgeries. So that, I, and I know the Mayo Clinic, I believe, does also. So it it, it is the bigger hospitals. I personally, had, 10, 15 years ago, tried a little bit in our area, but it wasn't time. Timing's everything. <laughs> so. Well, timing is everything, but so are connections. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of what has happened in hospitals has happened through connections. And I um, created what, to my knowledge, is the very first hospital Reiki program back in the 1990s uh, here in, in Manhattan. Um, and I was invited, I was asked to do that. There was a very progressive um, director of the outpatient clinic in infectious disease, which is a, um, a nice way of saying the AIDS clinic, because back then, if it were called mm -hmm. an AIDS clinic, nobody would have come for care. And she mm -hmm. and other doctors there had heard about Reiki and, and about my work because I'd been teaching mostly guys with HIV AIDS at gay men's health crisis for a mm -hmm. couple of years. And as one doctor said, he noticed that whenever a patient of his was doing better than would be expected, which kind of meant they weren't actively dying, uh, mm -hmm. that they mentioned Reiki practice. So this was before the advent of the pharmaceuticals that they have now, when conventional medicine mm -hmm. just didn't have much to offer. And so when a patient was doing better than would be expected, you know, doctors noticed. And their desire to help their patients combined with their helplessness before this epidemic and the amount of suffering they were seeing. Does it sound a little bit like what we're dealing with now? <clears throat> yes. You know, the, the only difference was that it wasn't as fast moving as uh, COVID-19 is, you know, and the fast the quickness of this contagion has overwhelmed our healthcare system such that I have found it impossible to make a dent, even with all the medical connections I have. 
the frontline workers are, they just don't have time to think about anything, you mm-hmm. know, other than what they're mm-hmm. doing. And that, that's why I'm grateful that you're doing what you're doing right now with the, the Reiki share. And it, it's, it's, to me, it's magical. Yeah, that's the lack of a better word. Right. Let's you know? talk about that. About her Reiki yeah, share. Now that's an that's an online that's an on- Tuesdays and Saturdays. Oh. She mentioned, yeah. and I have I will put your um. It's Reiki Medicine Org, correct? Is that right? It's Reiki in Medicine dot org. So there's two eyes, okay. one okay. right after the other, or or you can Google Pamela Miles with an I Reiki, and that'll bring you to it. And at the top of um, the website, there's a red banner. And there's a link okay. right there uh, so people can get to it because it, it's completely free and it's open to everybody and it's online and you can get to it, you know, on the web or you can call in from your phone if you need to. I mean, we literally have people from around the world. To date, it's over 7,500 people from 82 countries that have registered. And it's very easy. I mean, I got in just, but it's very, very easy to get in and you don't have to be tech, tech smart about it. So I do appreciate that too, Pamela, but you do offer other things on, you offer classes. You also, I'm not sure everything and you uh, also treatments too right you also do mentoring is that it or am i no uh, i do i do all those things you know i've been around so long (laughs) (laughs) we're grateful for you i definitely mentor um reiki practitioners people who are professionals or or home practitioners um and there's a lot of information that they can get just by searching my blog but I also teach what I call Reiki self-care online. And this mm. is has become so important because of the confinement restrictions that people um, can learn how to practice Reiki self-care, complete with the initiations in an interactive live video conference. So... Oh, that's great, we have, Pamela. You know, that's all the awesome. benefits of, of being in the room together, except we're not able to put our hands on one another, which is one of the things that we do in my full first degree Reiki classes. You know, we do actual, we always start with self um, practice, but then we do some chair practice and, and table practice with one another. So online, of course, we can't do that. We can't touch each other, but but I can still alert people to you know what to watch out for because i i know they're going to want to practice on their pets at least or their family and friends when they've practiced on themselves for a while nice nice yeah that sounds wonderful and when so when did you write your book pamela and if you want to share a little bit about what prompted you to write the book what kind of information is in there etc i'd like to dive into that a little bit. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, because yeah. I, I approached writing a book with great trepidation. <laughs> I was sure <laughs> it was going to haunt me because I am always a work in process. You know, that that's what that's what oh, a life like that. of practice means. That 
we're always mm. exploring and discovering. But in fact, um, the book was, I believe, published in 2006. Uh, and in fact, okay. there's not much in there that I would tweak. So I'm, I, that was a great relief. But I, I've been practicing <laughs> for 20 years when the book was published. And, you know, I didn't really feel like I had the authority to write a book before that. Mm-hmm. But I was concerned that there wasn't a book that, again, you know, spoke to a mainstream audience. And to this day, you know, nearly 15 years later, um, it's still the only book on Reiki practice that really does speak to a mainstream audience, meaning you don't have to have a belief system to be able to relate to Reiki practice as I uh, present it in that book. And that's important to me. Oh, that sounds marvelous. That sounds marvelous. And it, it sounds like you must have ha- found success with that, with that book. It sounds like you're, you're pretty well recognized. And of, of course, Dr. Oz has noticed. Well, <laughs> That's pretty exciting for you, I'm sure, <laughs> to be able to, to have that kind of platform. That's, that's pretty incredible. Well, you know, Mehmet noticed me because I used to work with him. <laughs> so oh. I was right there. Oh. <laughs> I was hard to miss. Oh, there you go. That helps. <laughs> yeah. That makes it easier. And, yeah. But that's what you we're talking about networking. And th- and that's a good point. You know, it's not just time, it's networking with the right people to move energy. Yeah, and I mean I think I think mostly it's about daily self practice <laughs> and and you're bringing you know, it back holding like one's own integrity and there are lots of people who are looking for experts practitioners professionals in all kinds of areas who really have dived into what they do and are able to express it in a way that it makes sense to newcomers and mm. so you know that's why I've been so successful in medicine and, and this was not something I saw it, you know, this was, they came after me because mm. even back in the nineties, there were lots of doctors who were very interested in, in being able to address their patients suffering in ways that went beyond the, uh, the boundaries of conventional medicine. You know, they became doctors to help mm. people and, Doctors are very aware of what they can do and what they can't do. And that even in the best case scenario, patients need more. They need some spiritual support. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a more holistic approach. And do you see that as you've been practicing Reiki throughout the years, have you noticed more of a, more of a, a shift over to, to that holistic mentality within the medical system what do you what do you think about that we certainly have seen um a growth of what is usually referred to as integrative medicine uh, which is still an evidence-based medicine but more open you know not limited to scientific-based interventions but 
I wouldn't say that it has really changed the practice of conventional medicine <clears throat> as a whole, mm -hmm. um, because the problems in our healthcare system are so profound that we can't heal it fast enough. You know, all of mm -hmm. the, the tragedy that we're seeing with the pandemic, you know, the, the pandemic applied a pressure that broke fissures that were already there in the system. For example, mm -hmm. staff mm -hmm. burnout. You know, doctors were burned out mm -hmm. before yes. they were on the front lines of um, COVID care. Right. Yeah. So I'm hoping that mm -hmm. if anything good comes of this, that it will be that we start rethinking the way we practice medicine and, and, the, um, and the way we take care of our staff. There, there was an article in uh, the New York Times just about a week ago, a diary of a conventional ER doc on the front lines and, you know, what it was like for her. I mean, ER docs see more than most doctors. <laughs> and even mm -hmm. she was overwhelmed with the amount of death that she was seeing. And the last part of the article, she said she, she realized the best she could do for her patients was just to be human. And it brought me mm. to tears. I thought, what kind of world are we living in that our doctors don't realize we want them to be human? <laughs> right. And and this is why self practice that you that you're sharing and keep getting keeping to the basics and having a practice and in in the spiritual part of it. I I really appreciate that Pamela that you've been you've been sharing that and it you know I know you said I was really excited I am excited because it this is exciting that you, that you're sharing your gift and sharing and connect, connecting with your network with so many people that's that's i don't know how else to mm -hmm. say well and the <laughs> i also appreciate the fact that just like anything else to to deepen the experience um like you said you had already had a background in a daily practice and that probably helped prepare you to to uh, relate to Reiki as a practice um, so much more easily. How would you suggest our listeners, do you have any recommendations for people that might say, wow, this, this has been an intriguing conversation? Where do we start beyond uh, that, that Tuesday and Saturday Reiki share that, that you offer? What what recommendations do you have if people are like, yeah, I, I haven't built a practice. What, how do I go about doing that? Do you have any advice for people? Uh, I always do. But in this case, I have an actual support and that is um, 30 days of very, very short daily emails. And this is completely free. This is a public service that people can sign up for. And it's just something that appears in their inbox. They can read immediately because it's so short. And remember, oh, I mm. could practice right now. You know, because we have, like I have a 
a full daily practice, the eight placements, but also there are moments throughout the day when simply bringing our hands to our body or one hand to the body while we're on a difficult phone call, for example, you know, to give ourselves mm. that that support and and break that stress cycle and get that that wellness reminder. Oh, I love that idea. So now is that, will they have access to that if they go to your website? Um, That is definitely on my website. And let me look right now and see. So I can tell you exactly where they could find it. That would be great. What a great. If they go to the blog. On your website, right, and then click the blog and then scroll down a bit. And on the in the sidebar on the right, there's a a red badge. It's hard to miss, (laughs) and it says, "I practice self reiki every day," and I have it in thirty three different languages. And you, if they click that. then uh, they'll, they might have another click or something, but they're definitely in this uh, second or third paragraph, there is a link um, to where they can sign up for, for the emails. Oh, well, that sounds good. I'm going, I'm going to sign up myself. And in her book is, from what I remember, because I loan things out and things don't come back. I do have it on Kindle, but my hardcover book of Pamela's, whoever has it, please send, <laughs> give it back sometime. No, make but her anyway. buy another. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe consider. No, no, I can buy, I can buy another one. Keep you know, actually, right. the soft cover, um, when they published that, they gave me a chance to improve the index i may be the only author ever who made her own index because i was so disappointed with what uh torture did because i wanted this to be a continuing practice guide i wanted people to be able to to get right to something about whatever their question was. You know, if people learned to practice and they fell away from their practice or they weren't sure about what was happening. So I, I made the most in-depth, detailed um, index, and that's only in the soft cover. So that it... Oh, well, maybe I do. Okay, then I probably do need to get a new one because I didn't have a sock cover. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. You know, that's quite a chore. Indexing is just, it sounds like a tedious thing. So I can tell that it, you know, it's definitely must be a a work of passion for you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just a little bit passionate about this. (laughs) I that's just what just a little bit that you have a reiki or i mean it's just amazing that the resources i mean people to to give people a chance just to go look at that if you're not even going to look at the book go into her website and there's there's many you have a lot of things that you are sharing yes there's lots of free resources that's a real commitment of mine you know that that people be able to find some support for where they are 
right now. And then mm. the the paid options are for people who, you know, want to really dive in. I love that. And again, your website is it's what, Pamela? It's Reiki, R-E-I-K-I, in, I-N, medicine.org. But it might be easier for people to Google my name, Pamela Miles and Reiki, (laughs) because a lot of. Oh, and I and I, yeah, I will have a link too for this from this podcast so they can just click. But yeah, if you can't remember anything else, remember (laughs) Pamela Miles. And I I came upon the link to the 30 day self Reiki challenge, and it's under the the second heading on that page that I I told you about. So it oh okay great so don't yeah. give up if you can't find it right away but i'm a person oh, good. who clicks on everything so that's, that's... <laughs> Gets you well you're like a web manager's okay. dream you know <laughs> right <laughs> oh, oh. Sure. but pamela we don't want to take too much more of your time because i know you have a full plate and we're so grateful that you were able to squeeze coming into talking with us. I am so grateful yeah. for your time. We really appreciate you taking the time with us you know, today, Pamela. It's been a real I was just blessing. so grateful for this opportunity. And it was such a treat to hear from you and be able to set this up so easily. And I just found a more direct link to the Daily Self Reiki Challenge. <laughs> oh, good. If they go That's to my awesome. website in the nav bar at the top, there is a section home Reiki. And if they hover over that, oh. it's the very first drop down. Oh, that's awesome. easy. Great. So thank you so much. Awesome. Really, Becky and Shelly. Oh, so- and thank you for all yeah, thank you for all you do and keep doing what you're doing and sharing. It's um, it's just a pleasure to be able to talk with you, Pamela. And we will, I know, connect some an, another time. It'd be really nice one time to actually see see you in real person. <laughs> I would like that. So, oh, so on that note, anything you else you want to add that we might have forgotten, uh, Becky? Any uh, sign? Anything else you want to ask before we we close it up for today? No, I I, I feel like. I feel like we've covered everything unless Pamela, you want to give us one last, one last hurrah (laughs) or a bit of morsel of wisdom. Uh, No, let's just take a moment. Let's just Mm. take a moment and place our hands on our hearts. Mm, Yes. Take a breath, a nice, easy breath through the nose if you can. And just enjoy being yourself, even for a few Mm. seconds. That can change your day. Absolutely. That is, that is such a perfect reminder. And it's, it's just that simple, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. (laughs) Mm. So thank you for changing our day. Yeah. You have made it a very positive one for us. So thank you so much for joining us, Pamela. We sure appreciate it. Take care. And thanks again. Bye-bye. Thank you so much.
All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.